0: You've tuned into Growth Point Church, and this is our podcast. Our prayer is that the messages provide an atmosphere for growth and grace in your relationship with Christ and an opportunity for you to gather together in community, whether online or in person. Now let's go into the message. Man, I want you to join me in the chat as we share in the word today. Put your amens in the chat. Put your emojis in the chat. And let's engage as we have conversation over the word of the Lord today. 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse 7, and then I'm going to skip to verses 11 and 13. This is a familiar story um, in the Bible. We all have, many of us, have heard um, about how God sent Samuel to choose um, David. I have preached on this, I'm sure, a number of times, certainly as kids, we heard about this story in Sunday school, but the Lord uh, directed me back to this passage of Scripture um, to share with you uh, today. 1 Samuel chapter 16, let's look at verse 7. But the Lord said unto Samuel, look not on his countenance or on the height of his statue, because I have Refused him, for the Lord seeth not as man seeth. I'm just gonna pause right there and could we thank God for that? The Lord seeth not as man seeth, for the man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. Let's go down to verse number 11. Then Samuel said unto Jesse, Are here all thy children? And he said, There remaineth yet the youngest, and behold, he keepeth the sheep. And Samuel said unto Jesse, send and fetch him, for we will not sit down till he come hither. And he sent and brought him in, now he was ready, and with all of a beautiful countenance, and goodly to look to. And the Lord said, arise, anoint him, for this is he. Concluding with verse number 13. And Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. As we look at the text today of 1 Samuel chapter 16, the entire um, chapter, there's so much so that we can glean from this story. I want to uh, leave a subject with you today to carry with you as you begin another uh, work week. I want you uh, to hold on to this subject. Don't underestimate me. I want you to put it in the chat. If somebody's in the space with you, tell somebody, look them square in in the eye and say, don't you dare underestimate me. Oftentimes we underestimate people because of what we think they can or cannot um do and perhaps it's based on prior um experience in the world in the society that we live in we can be so quick to put a label on someone perhaps because of generations perhaps because of who they are connected to but when we look at and we think about in the spiritual realm when we have God on the inside and not only is he dwelling within us and, and not only do we have relationship with him, with us, um, God also has his hand on us. And when God has put his hand on us, we can declare and we can tell the whole world, don't underestimate me. If you believe that, put that in the chat. Don't underestimate me. Let us go through the text for just a little while to understand the sermon for today. So Samuel, as the scripture says at the beginning of the chapter, Samuel was in mourning. Why? Because God had rejected Saul, rejected Saul from being king of Israel. And so we see in chapter 15, verse number 24, Samuel himself, or Saul rather himself, he admits to fearing the people versus obeying what God said to do. He says it like this in 1 Samuel chapter 15 and verse number uh, 24. And Saul said unto Samuel, I have sinned. He says, for I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord and thy words, because I feared the people. Hear what Saul says. I feared the people and I obeyed their voice. If you was looking for a formula how to get out of the will of God, Samuel has given us this formula to fear people, and to obey their voice. Anytime that we take what people say above what God says, we will find ourselves out of the will of God. So Samuel is mourning the situation of Saul. But God speaks to Samuel as we get to chapter number 16 and tells him, say, Samuel, you've been mourning Saul long enough. It's time to choose the new king. You may be familiar with the story, but God sent Samuel down to Jesse's house. And scripture says that there is a king among his sons. He tells Samuel that there is a king among Jesse's sons. And as I was studying this text today, the Lord impressed upon my heart and I hadn't really thought about this in this way. But God speaks. I want you to catch this today. That God speaks in the future tense and it may not align with your present circumstance. See now, as we understand the text, David had not been anointed king just yet. But 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 God tells Samuel that there is. In the future tense, there is a king amongst Jesse's sons. So God speaks in the future tense, and it may not align with what you're going through right now. He wasn't a king, but God spoke and said he will be a king. He is a king in the future tense. Perhaps you're going through some trying times right now, and it looks like the things are just going backwards instead of going forward. I want you to grab hold to what God says. What does God say? God says that I am an overcomer. God speaks in the future tense. He lets you know that you will come through, you will overcome. God speaks to us in so many ways and lets us know that we are more than a conqueror. You may not feel like it at this present time in life. You may feel overwhelmed at this very moment. On this Sunday, you may may have had a week that was just so overwhelming. But I want you to know that God has to speak to your future. And he lets you know that you are more. Oh, I feel my help on this morning. That you are more than a conqueror. You are the lender and not the borrower. Now, to be honest, we may say now, I'm not there yet. (laughs) I'm just trying to get through. I'm trying to get my finances in order. I'm not there yet. Amen. But I'm going to declare what God has spoken over my life. In this moment, when Samuel was on his way to Jesse's house, God told Samuel that there is a king Amongst Jesse's son, aren't you glad today that God speaks to the future of your life, that your present circumstances doesn't dictate what your future will be? Amen. Because why? Because God is in the equation. So I want to encourage you as we go through this journey of this text today, that your your present just might need an alignment. Your present just might need an alignment. You know when you go and you ride so long in your car, after a period of time, you got to go to the shop and get your wheels aligned. Not that your wheels are bad yet but if you don't take care of that thing amen the the wheels will start to to wear out unevenly you got to go and get some readjustments and they'll rotate your 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 tires perhaps and fix some things i don't know a lot about cars but as my daddy told me you make sure you keep your alignment straight and get your oil changed and all that good stuff i know how to take care of a car or let me let me put it like this i know where to take my car to be taken care of right Amen. But oftentimes, you got to go and get that alignment. I want you to declare this over your life, that your present just needs an alignment. What God has spoken in your future, it may hasn't come into pass. but I want you to, to hold on until God brings things into alignment. Just look at your neighbor, type it in the chat, and say, get in alignment. Get in alignment. That's what happens um, as... Samuel makes his way to Jesse's house. David is not king yet, but God had already spoken that a king exists in Jesse's family. So we get to the story as the sons come and they are presented before Samuel. So the first son comes, as we see in verse number Uh, six and the first son he looked the part and Samuel says, surely, surely this is the one. He, he looks the part. Ever how he looked, perhaps he was tall. Perhaps he was muscular. I don't know. We don't have, we're not privy to all of the details of the first son. But, but, but he looked the part. But if, if Samuel would have just remembered um, just uh, years prior, that's, that's why Saul was in the situation that he was in. Saul was chosen based on his looks. He looked, Saul looked the part. But he didn't have the heart of a king. So God's not looking for individuals who present well. And and we all can present well. You know how we do. We put our best pictures on Facebook. I don't know about you, but I'm guilty of that. I'll take a selfie and then I'll, I don't like that. My hair was a little bit off and my glasses went straight. And and then I take another because we want to present the best of ourselves, right? Most of us, let's put it like this. Most of us want to present the best of ourselves, Amen. So people can present well. They could put on extra things to make them look totally different during the day than how they look when they get home at night. You know how it is. Sometimes by time you take off this, that and the other. You can look like a totally different individual. So 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 the scripture says, as God says to uh, Samuel, so you worried about um, the outward appearance, but he says in verse number seven, but the Lord said unto to Samuel, look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature because I have refused him. The scripture says, I have refused him for the Lord seeth not as man sees. We already got happy about this verse uh, previously. Amen. But I want us to also to rejoice one more time that the Lord doesn't see things the way that man sees things. Hallelujah. I'm excited about that, that the Lord doesn't view you how uh, the situation that you are in or your past. He doesn't view you the way that this world views you. The scripture says, for man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord, he looks on the heart. It's easy for people to speculate and to spend judgment and to share judgment about you based on how you look. But it's only after people have engaged in relationship do they begin to see your heart. To begin to see what is it is that really is about this individual. How do they operate under pressure? What's, what's their heart posture? And God is able to see and he knows our heart posture. So we get to verses 8 through 10. All the other sons come through. And the Bible says that the Lord had not chosen those. He had not chosen all the other um, brothers. But we get to verse 11. Verse 11, it, it, it's, 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 it's quite something how this all plays out. But verse number 11, and Samuel said to Jesse, here are there all, are here all thy children. And he said, there remaineth yet the youngest. There remaineth yet another. Talking about David. A couple points I want to leave with you on this Sunday that you can take with you. Write them down. Put them in the chat somewhere you can go back and reflect on a little bit later. Point number one, we've heard it so many times. Perhaps not in this context. Check your inner circle. Check your inner circle. Well, preacher, what do you mean by this? What do you mean By by this, the ones who are closest to you may not believe what God can do through you. This was David's own father who did not bring his youngest son as he did all of the other boys. We got to check those who we have invited into our inner circle. Because believe it or not, everybody who tries to attach themselves to you may not uh, uh, have your best interest at heart and may not believe that God can do what he said he can do through you, right? Because they may say, no, surely, surely, you know, I know, yeah, you, you could come to church and and, and you can, uh, uh, maybe you can, maybe, Maybe you can uh, drive the van for us. And, and, and maybe, you know, if you do that for us, we'll really appreciate it. And it's really an important uh, ministry. And, and But people will, if we're not careful, people will try to box us in to certain places and spaces. When God says, yes, you can drive the van, but I also need you to be on the evangelist evangelistic team. That they all are mutually uh, important. They all are a part of what we need for the church to go uh, forward. So don't let people put you in the box based on what they think you should do. A word they think you should go. But sometimes we'll say it be your own people. I bet if we were able to call up Brother David today, I, I believe he would say, you know what, y'all? It be your own people. It was my own daddy in this case who did not even give me a consideration until I was asked about a second time. It was his own father who underestimated his abilities. You know why we can understand that he underestimated his abilities? As we get to, we look at this verse number 11 verse number 11, he says, there remaineth the youngest and behold, he keepeth the sheep. It gives us, takes us to our point number two, that your status as defined by society is not an indicator of your place in the kingdom. Your status as defined by this world system is not an indicator of your place in the kingdom. Now, Jesse, as we go through the story, now based on what the writer has given us, that Jesse did not share the occupation of no other son. He didn't go through and talk about all the other sons and what their occupations was, but for some odd reason. Jesse shares with Samuel, yeah, I got another son, but let me tell you that that he's a keeper of the sheep, my Lord, my Lord. So Jesse, he didn't do this for anybody else, but he was real careful to let Samuel know that David was a keeper of the sheep. Signaling to us for us to understand that sometimes people will look at your status and and, and think that you should only do X, Y and Z amen but but thanks be unto God when it comes to the kingdom of God amen whatever status of life that that you find yourself in allow don't allow that to hinder you for being obedient to what God has called you to do somebody say don't underestimate me you can go through my resume you can look all the things that I have done in my past all of my education all of my accolades all that good stuff and you may say you well, you should only be doing this in the kingdom of God. Don't you try to tell me where God wants to take me in the kingdom of God. Amen. I don't care if you have five pages of a resume and somebody else may just have half of a page of a resume of the things that they have accomplished. God ain't worried about that. Right. He ain't worried about that. We'll give you a pat on the back and we'll come to your graduation parties and all that good stuff. Amen. But when it comes to the kingdom of God, none of that matters. When God wants to use someone, guess what? He will find a way to get to you. He will find a way to get to you. I don't care if you're out in the in the field taking care of sheep. I don't care if you're across the country, wherever you are, God will find a way to get to you. Somebody say, don't underestimate me. I have a place. You have a place in the kingdom of God. And lastly, today, as we wrap up this sermon, not only was there a place for David, but with that placement came the anointing. (laughs) Somebody say the anointing. It is the anointing that makes the difference. People can be in place and in position. Amen. We've seen that all over the world. There's been a lot of transition of people uh, as our our Elders who have passed away, our forefathers who have passed away, and people have uh, have come into different positions. Especially in the last few years, we've seen that we are seeing transition in so many other uh, churches and other places, even outside of church. Amen. But uh, but 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 there's a difference in being in a place, and then there's a difference in being in a place. And when God puts His hands on you, Amen. When God begins to anoint you, so God, I uh, took. David from the field. He took him from caring for uh, the sheep and he took him as Samuel did in uh, verse number uh, uh, 19. Excuse me, number uh, 18. It begins to anoint him. Let me get it right. No, chapter 16 and verse number 13. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Then Samuel took the horn of oil. And he anointed him in the midst of his brethren. That's 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 just another just an added benefit. Not only God will put you in a place, and then he will anoint you. And then what else he, he said was anointed in the very presence of his brethren. Amen. God will anoint you in the very place of in front of folks who doubted you from day one. Y'all not hearing me today, amen. But that's how God will operate. Amen. He will show you what. David said. he said it in one of the Psalms he said "In, in the presence of my enemies he anointed my head with oil in the presence of my enemies God will put his stamp of approval upon your life so don't underestimate what God's able to do through you for you and because of you what he's able to do through you for you and because of you don't underestimate me. Greater is he that is in me and you than he that's in the world. I'm not, I'm not in this world fighting this battle by myself. No, no, no. Don't underestimate what what God's able to do through me. Don't underestimate how I'm able to be victorious. Amen. It's no goodness of Melinda. It's nothing that I have done, nothing that you have done. But it's because of the grace of God. Don't underestimate because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Don't underestimate me because I stand on the scripture. I stand on the word that I can do, you know the scripture, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me because I have the great one. He lives inside of me. The great one, our heavenly father, he lives inside of us. As we see through the story of David, how God had his hand on David's life. Way before David even knew that he would be king, God had him in a place of preparation as he took care of, of animals and sheep to one day to be able to take care of God's people. Where are you at right now? We say this oftentimes, Scripture don't despise small beginnings. Don't, 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 don't despise where you are right now. It is the preparation place. It's the the time for you to draw near to God. It's the time for God to work on all of us. It's the time for God to to change our hearts and our minds. It's a preparation place for where God wants to take us. But you got to be faithful through that process. You got to be faithful through this process. Before you can ever get to your King Lee or Queen Lee status in God, you got to be faithful right here. Growth Point, you're going through transition as you go into a new place and a permanent place. I want you to be, uh, be mindful today uh, and I take this word with you. Don't underestimate what God's going to do uh, for Growth Point Church. You've done phenomenal things, and you know I'm a big fan of Growth Point. You you know I will support, amen, with my money, with my presence, I'm going to be there, amen. But I want you to take hold to this word today as God is transitioning you and taking you to your permanent place, that physical building, but not only through the physical movement, but God is also in the spiritual realm, amen. He's taking you uh, on a journey, and he's taking you to where he needs you to be. To be a light to this world. To share the gospel of Jesus Christ. That those would come in and to be saved. And those would come in and to find community. Amen. We'll find a a place and we'll find people who will love them. Who will help them and a wonderful pastor who will disciple them. None of what is happening is by chance. No, no, no. But it has been ordained of God. So I'm going to speak this on behalf of Growth Point. I'm not going to underestimate what God's going to do through this ministry, what God's going to do through your pastor, through your first lady, through the ministerial staff, to others who are working behind the scenes. And some people may not know, tr- trust and believe. We know that there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes What people may not ever see. People may not see, but God sees it. He's not going to forget your labor of love. But all the time that you invest in God, he's not going to forget it. And he has a return on your investment. That's another whole sermon for another whole time. But don't underestimate yourself because you have relationship with Christ. Amen. We pray that the word of God has been a blessing to you. Thank you so much once again. For allowing me to come and to share in the word. If you are listening today, and perhaps you say, you know what, preacher? I really have underestimated who I am in the kingdom of God. I want you to know today that that can change at this very moment. If you don't have Christ in your life, you can receive him right now at this very moment. Wherever you are, you can begin to pray and ask God to come into your heart. Forgive you of your sins. Acknowledge him as your Lord and Savior. If you don't have a church home, encourage you to be connected with a community of people, a Bible-believing church, such as Growth Point, to be nurtured, to be a disciple, to be loved on, to be cared for as you're on this journey. So I want to encourage you, if you don't have Christ, get to know him today. Amen. Get to know him at this very moment. And if you have received Christ, I want you to be encouraged today. Amen. That there is greater inside of you. Don't underestimate yourself. Don't put your you worried about other people putting yourself in putting you in a box. Don't you put yourself in a box, Amen? But allow God to do exceeding, abundant, above all that we can ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Father, we thank you and we praise you for this time together. Thank you for your word today. Allow us to allow the word to seep deep into our hearts. Let us be reminded throughout this week. Let us put it in our phones to remind ourselves. Don't underestimate me. Put it on the mirror somewhere, Scott, so we can look at it time and time again. Don't underestimate me because I have God on the inside. And we thank you for being our Lord and Savior. Thank you for choosing us for such a time as this. You have handpicked us for this season of life to be a light to this world, to show somebody the way to you. And we thank you for what you have done, what you are currently doing and what you will do in the future. We love you, we praise you, we magnify you for all things. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God bless you, God bless you. Thank you for your prayers and generous support that grant us the opportunity to do ministry. Now this connection doesn't have to end here. Visit our website, engage with our social platforms, comment, review, screenshot, and share your growth with others. And until next time, keep growing.